0: How can you learn to be a great play-by-play baseball announcer?
1: I think that the more you do something, the better you'll get. And I think that you should listen to other play-by-play announcers. And although I wouldn't call it theft, I think that you take the best from other people and try to incorporate it with your own style and listen to the best ones. Listen to the Marv Alvids. Listen to the, the Bob Costas. Listen to Joe Buck and see how they do it. I think the most important thing for a play-by-play guy, it's nice to have good pipes, good voice. It's not the most important thing because I certainly don't have those. I think it's all about rhythm. And the best piece of advice that anybody ever gave me was the longtime voice of the Yankees, Mel Allen. When I first got on the radio, I was broadcasting. I really wasn't communicating. And he said to me, he said, when you're on TV, you're just talking. When you're on radio, you become a broadcaster. He said, so here would be my advice to you. He said, who listens to everything you do on the air? And I said, well, my mom does. He goes, okay, so when you're on the radio, make believe you're talking to your mom. Make believe you're just talking to her. And if you just talk to her, then everybody that's listening will be thinking that you're talking to them. And I think that's a, a good bit of advice. Some people go into Joe announcer voice, and it works for some, but it comes off, I think, as artificial and really, I don't know, stuffy. But if you come off and you just act like you're talking to your best friend, sitting in the stands talking to your best friend, then the people that are watching or listening will think that you're talking to them. And I think that makes it much more personal.
0: That is such great advice. And I like the way that you distinguish between someone who's broadcasting versus someone who is talking. And I think that, that you can hear that all the time with folks on radio, and people who are tracking television packages and things like that. So I think that's fantastic advice. One other question I have for you that is related to kind of deconstructing some of the skills that aspiring young announcers and sports reporters have. For those young listeners who may still be in college right now, may even be in high school, It's easier if they're in college. Are there classes or things that they could take in school that you think would help make them better once they get their first job?
1: I really believe, and I I don't know that everybody in the business agrees with me, Andrea. I believe that you should learn how to write. I think writing is the most important tool. And I just think that if you can write, you can get a job anywhere in our business because writing is needed. And I have this little rule that a lot of people don't have. Whenever I do an open or a tease or a long-form piece that isn't the game, I never read anything on the air that I don't write. I want to write it myself. And that was taught to me by Al Troutwick, who I used to work with at the MSG Network. He said, don't read anything that you don't write. He said, because it's not in your voice. So I think if you write, if you take writing courses, and I think even... For people before college, this is what I tell a lot of people as well. Read as much as you can. The more you read, the better your vocabulary is going to be. The better vocabulary you have, the better you're going to be able to communicate. The more words you have at your disposal, the better you can be descriptive in so many ways, shapes, and forms. And I think I never talk down to an audience. Sometimes I get criticized on my radio show. Why do you use such highfalutin words? And I said, why should I... Dumb down what I'm saying. Let people know what words are. Words are important. I think the more words you have at your disposal, the better broadcaster you become.
0: And by that, Michael, do you mean reading more than just the sports pages? Yes. Actually reading reading
1: books. Reading books. I never liked reading fiction. And sometimes I got pushback on that in high school and college. I preferred reading biographies. And I would tell teachers, I want to learn something. I don't want to read fake stuff. And they said, you don't understand good fiction art. you are learning stuff. And I've gotten older. I guess I understand that. But I still lean toward real life biographies or something like all the president's men or something like things that really happen. But fiction is a way to go, too, because you could still you learn the language. I mean, the language is what you're communicating in. And the more writers that you read and the more different perspectives you get, I think it broadens what you think.